Welcome to Rethink Your Health with Jen Madden. I am your host, Jen Madden, and I am so thrilled that you are here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for following me. It is really helping the podcast gain some traction, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate you. Of course, I always have to ask, if you are loving this podcast, could you rate it? I think every podcast platform has an area where you can rate the podcast, and if you feel so inspired to leave a review, that would be amazing as well. Um, It's actually fun to watch the podcast analytics and watch it gain some traction, Um, Because I hope this message is resonating with you. We are going to be talking about some real life stuff. We are going to be talking about taking complete responsibility for our lives today. Don't shut off the podcast. (laughs) I realize that I am teaching this because I am learning about this yet again. I do believe that our purpose here on life is to evolve to the best version of ourselves And that is the true work, and that is the true hard work. And life gives us challenges, life happens, and we can either ignore life or we can step into it and take full responsibility for life. So I want to talk about that today. And the reason why this is the topic for me, for you, is I am recognizing that I am in the new, a new stage of my life, and that is dealing with aging parents. And everything that comes along with that, including processing, reflecting upon, expecting their ultimate death. And for any of you who have lost a parent, I'm sure you can relate to the pain of losing a parent. I have not. I've had the privilege of having my parents with me a long time. My dad is currently 87. My mom is 79. And I feel like that's such a blessing. But the reality is they're going to die. And the reality is right now they need extra help. And as a family, we're stepping up to do that. But it also does trigger the reality of what life will be like when they're not here. So I feel like I am growing yet again, evolving yet again. Maturing is the word that I'm using yet again, because I think the more we take responsibility for our lives, it is a a step towards a mature self. Um, And hopefully that is the goal for us, for all of you, to really mature in who you are. And along with that comes with accepting who you are. So today I want to talk about taking complete responsibility, complete ownership for your life, because I think it's easy to dodge that bullet. Well, we think that it's easy to dodge that bullet because it's hard work to really stay present and be in all of life, the good and the bad. Life is going to be 50-50. Sometimes we're going to feel absolutely amazing and other times we're going to feel like crap. And that just is. So I'm going to break this episode into, in my head, I have it in three three um, subject areas, if you will. The first is not resisting what is. Because I think this resistance makes life so much harder. So I want to talk about that. Talking about radical honesty, being completely honest with yourself. And then I want to talk about what it looks like to be an emotional adult. Are you ready? Let's dig in. So not resisting what is. I see this a lot with my clients who emotionally overeat. When we resist what is, meaning something is going on in our life, 
we don't like the way it makes us feel, so we check out. This is where buffering comes in. You know, this is where sitting on the couch and eating a pack of Oreos and a whole carton of ice cream while watching Netflix because we don't want to deal with life. That's where this part comes in. It shows up very differently or it can show up very differently for each of us individually depending on what our choice of zoning out looks like. It could be overworking. It could be overeating. It could be over drinking, you name it, whatever you're doing to avoid life. That resistance makes life so much harder. But our brain thinks it's actually making our life easier because our brain's job, our primal brain, right? So that's the part of our brain that is wired to keep us alive no matter what. Back in the day, we needed it so we didn't get eaten by a tiger. Now our brain is like, listen, emotions feel very dangerous, so I'm going to keep you from feeling feelings that feel terrible. So our brains, our primal brains are wired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and use the least amount of energy. So you can understand why you may default into buffering or zoning out or not wanting to do the hard things. I get it. Been there, done that, still do it. But here's the thing, when we don't face what is, when we resist what is, it doesn't make it go away. It's still there. So if you're feeling some sort of emotional pain, buffering it just makes it worse. In the moment, it may feel like, oh my God, this is such a relief and an escape. But you know what happens, and you know this to be true, is you will indulge in whatever buffering behavior you have. And now that original negative emotion is there and now you feel worse because either you're stuffed or you wasted time or whatever the negative result was of buffering. The problem still is there and now you've just made it worse by not dealing with the emotion that's coming up. This is why your feelings and learning how to feel your feelings is so important because you make life so much harder when you don't acknowledge and actually feel and process the feelings that are coming up for you. That resistance, just think of it as like a tug of war between you and your emotional body, right? It doesn't feel good, so we want to escape. But yet that we, you cannot escape your emotions, right? They live in your body. So escaping for a moment just puts another layer of negativity on top of it. So learning to just be with what is is probably the best skill you can develop in life because learning to be uncomfortable and being okay with it will get you what you want in life. Think about all the things you've had to do to create the life that you have. There are successes you have in your life. And my guess is in order to have achieved these successes, you needed to step into discomfort. And you did it. And it probably didn't feel great. But on the other side of it, you got what you wanted. So there are things in our life we're willing to feel uncomfortable for. And then there's others that we think are way scarier or or harder to deal with. So we just want to avoid it. It's impossible to avoid your feelings. So allowing them, not resisting them, opens your world way up. And yes, it doesn't feel good, but it is literally part of life. You have to be able to experience the highs and the lows. 
you feel sad so you can feel happy. You can't have the duality of emotions without experiencing the full range of emotions. So being able to step into what your life is and the current current emotions you have and not resisting them is everything. And I will repeat this a million times over until it clicks for you. And sometimes it takes a million times for it to click. Okay, so not resisting allows you to be true to who you are, which leads me into the next step is radical honesty, being completely honest with yourself. This conversation has come up several times in the past couple of weeks with myself and some friends and myself included, in just stepping into what my truth is. We like to tell ourselves sweet little lies. Um, isn't there a song that just popped into my head? Anyway, um, we like to tell ourselves sweet little lies about our life in ways to try to make it feel better or just not wanting to really do the deep work of getting to know ourselves. But again, this is the work that matters. Being radically honest with yourself allows you to build a relationship with yourself. And remember, the most important relationship in your life is the one you have with yourself. So if you can't be honest with yourself, who can you be honest with? So when I talk about radical honesty, it is taking parts of your life one part at a time and just laying it out and looking at it for what it is. Having a conversation between you and you about the current state of your life. Now I know a lot of you who are listening to this podcast are trying to make peace with your body and with food. So let's use that as an example. What would radical honesty look like for you in regards to your body? It's simply looking at the facts of what your life is without compiling a story that I'm sure will include some sort of judgment or shame. It's just being completely honest about the facts of that circumstance in your life. So let's take your body. If you have a fat body, you have a fat body. So what? If your weight is 300 pounds, so what? If your weight is 150 pounds, so what? That is just a fact. So if you can step into the reality, the fact of whatever the circumstances is, is in your life, there is a sense of peace that comes with it. The peace gets taken away from us when we want to make a story about it. It's the story of judgment and of shame. But if you can just look neutrally at your life and present yourself with the facts. So let's say you have a fat body and you have a fat body that maybe causes pain, aches and pains. Can you just acknowledge that without judging it? Here are the facts. I weigh X, my knees hurt or I'm not able to do X, Y, Z. Now, the challenge with that is that your brain will, first of all, have a hard time just finding the neutrality, the facts that everyone can agree on, right? So when we're talking about facts, you can like gather around and be like, okay, you're looking at the scale. This is my weight, you know, da, da. Now, some of you are like, no one's looking at the scale. <laughs> they can't know my weight. I'm not saying you actually have to do that. But when you're thinking about sorting out what the facts are, 
of your life, it is coming from a place of complete neutrality that everyone would agree. Yes, you have a fat body. Yes, you weigh this. Yes, you have arthritis. Yes, you can't walk more than a mile without getting winded. Okay, so that's presenting the facts from a neutral place. Now, your brain is going to look for all the negatives, right? Especially if it's something that's triggering for you and you have refrained from being completely honest with yourself. Just know that your brain is going to go negative. So once you have presented the facts, your brain is going to want to make a story about it and you're going to stop it. And you're going to take yourself to your neutral circumstance, and in this case, it's your body, and you're going to look at your weight, you're going to look at maybe what pain or limitations you have, and now you're going to look for the miraculous part of your body. Some of you have birthed little humans. Are you kidding me? Your body did that. You're able to get out of bed in the morning. You're able to go to work. You're able to take care of your family. Whatever, think about the things that your body does to support you from a neutral place. I had three kids. I keep my house clean or clean-ish, right? Look at your circumstances from a very neutral place. When we pile judgment and shame on top of it, we don't want to look at our lives. Because we feel judgment and shame. Now, the story is going to creep up, right? You want to focus your brain on the neutrality. And then once you have all the facts laid out, then you can start to look at the story you have around it. By one piece at a time, one neutral fact. So maybe you start with your weight. What is the story you have about your weight? When you can acknowledge then the story, being honest about yourself, about the story that you're telling yourself, recognizing that it simply is a story, because I want to take you back to your circumstances. There are some people who may look at your weight and be like, oh my God, that is amazing. You weigh how much? Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. That's so awesome. Circumstances are neutral until you have a thought about it. So you've laid out the neutrality part of your circumstance. Now you're getting honest with yourself about what your story is. And sometimes you have to dig deep. I like to start writing the story, right? Just like the sentences I have in my head about that particular circumstance. And then I like to see if I can go deeper. And the best way to go deeper with the story is to ask yourself, what am I making that mean? Why? So what? So what will trigger a lot of you? Believe me, when I say this to my clients, they want to punch me in the face, I'm sure. They don't because we're over Zoom, so yay. (laughs) But I like so what because it's a trigger because then you get the real story because you want to defend why you have that story. Like, what do you mean, so what? Did you not see blah, 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 blah? When you can slow down enough to be honest with yourself and look at the story you have, everything can change for you because you start to develop awareness of what's going on in your head. Radical honesty. Be honest with yourself. This is between you and you. You're not sharing it with anyone else. Be honest with yourself and know that with this honesty, yes, you may feel uncomfortable. So what? Be with that discomfort. Let it be there. Don't quickly shove it away or try to buffer it. Just recognize it for what it is. And also, 
recognize that it's simply a story you are telling yourself and it is optional. A lot of times we get very caught in our story and we're like, no, I'm presenting the facts. I am a lazy fat slob. Okay, that's a story. But we get so held on to or we hold on so tightly to these stories that we have. We in our brains convince ourselves that they're the facts. They're not. The facts are what everyone can agree on. Then there's the story. And I really want you to dig into the story so that you can get to the root of your truth. Because I do think when we start telling the story, there's like a superficial layer. And then as you ask yourself questions like, what am I making this mean? Why? So what? Then you can get at the truth, right? Because we like to keep things in the back of our head. And sometimes they're in more of our unconscious or subconscious part of our brain. And we just simply need to take the time to bring them to the front, You don't need to do this all at once. Be gentle and compassionate with yourself. But I'm telling you, this is the work of your life. The more you can step into complete honesty and not resist with what is, you grow as a person. You mature as an individual, which leads me to emotional adulthood. A lot of times we live in what I call emotional childhood. So I want you to think about a child. I want you to get a visual of this so you can understand the difference between emotional childhood and emotional adulthood. Emotional childhood is when you act like a child. Think about a child. Children do not know how to process their emotions. They think that the world is responsible for the way they feel. And when they can't process or handle emotions, they usually have some sort of outburst. They have a tantrum. They may throw things. They may blame other people for what's happening to them. And then to make themselves feel better, they will look for comfort outside. Maybe it's their favorite stuffed animal. Maybe it's a cookie. Maybe they just want mommy, right? So they're giving over the power of their emotional livelihood to something outside of them because they don't know that they're responsible for their emotions. They think that the world is. As an adult, when we start to use our prefrontal cortex, right? So that's the front part of our brain. That's the emotional adult part of our brain. We learn that we are responsible for our emotions. However, the majority of people don't learn this. We are not taught that it is our thoughts that create our feelings. We think it's everything outside of us, which is why we are seeking the thin body because we think that thin body is going to make us happy. It's not. It's why we're looking for the perfect career because we think that's what's going to make us happy. The perfect spouse. My kids should act this certain way. My parents shouldn't be aging, right? (laughs) All of these things, if they could just stay young and healthy, I could be happy, right? So we have this sense that it is outside of us or circumstances outside of us that cause us the way we feel. No, that's how children handle it because they don't understand that it's the thoughts we have that create our feelings. But because we're not taught this, look around, be honest with yourself. Many of us spend our lives blaming the world for the way we feel. Just turn on the news. You'll blame the news for the way you feel. But that is not how it works. The truth is, it's the thoughts you have 
about the things happening around you that make you feel that way. So stepping into emotional adulthood is taking all of your power back. You know that you are literally the only person responsible for your feelings. When you know that you are responsible for the way you feel, you take all your power back. Think about being a child or or being an emotional childhood. If you're spending your life trying to feel better by controlling the circumstances outside of yourself, you're going to exhaust the hell out of yourself because it is an impossible job. We do this. Last week's episode was on people-pleasing. How much energy are you spending doing the dance to make somebody feel happy so that you can feel happy? At the expense of yourself. When you step into emotional adulthood, that means you're taking full responsibility for your well-being. My God, that's powerful. Some people are like, that's kind of bad news. (laughs) Myself included. Sometimes we're like, no, it would really be easier if I can blame so-and-so for the way I'm feeling. I hear you. I know this, like I know what emotional adulthood and I practice it on a regular basis until I don't, right? So it is something that you have to be constantly aware of so that you can start to practice it and get better at it. But when you can absolutely believe and know that you are completely responsible for everything in your life because it is your thoughts and your feelings that create the actions you take, the actions you don't take, which gets you the results that you have. That, my friends, is your power. That is everything. That is your life. But it takes work. It takes making sure that you are not resisting what is. Resisting what is would be like, no, so-and-so is responsible for that. No, you are responsible for the way you feel. No one else is. Being an emotional adult means taking time to be completely honest with yourself, to take the time and notice what thoughts you have about the circumstances in your life and knowing that you have the power to change those thoughts. You do. Your thoughts are optional. A lot of times we think they're just the fact. That is why you need to slow down enough to look at your circumstances from a very neutral place, one at a time. What's causing you the most angst? Bring that up to the front and take time to look at it and look for the facts A lot of times when you face whatever circumstance you have in your life, there's very few facts. Most of the things that are spinning in your head is just part of your story. So do this with something that's triggering you the most. And this may be day by day. This is why I like journaling. This is why I think slowing down and taking time to write out your thoughts is the best way to get to know yourself because this is a time that you are spending with yourself and getting gaining insight on who you are as a person and how you operate in this world. You are here to evolve as a person. I truly believe that. You are not here to continue to suffer. And I want you to know that you're creating your own suffering by resisting what is, by not being completely honest with yourself, by blaming the world for the things that are happening to you. Circumstances will present themselves that suck. It's just life. 
but you have a choice in how you react. It's a beautiful thing. It's where your power is, your power as an adult. And when you can step into that emotional adulthood, there is a feeling for me, I think of it as feeling very grounded. There's a, there's a sense of power and control, but it's more of a grounding because what I know to be true is when I lean into the, emo, the emotional adult side of me, I know that I can handle whatever life brings me. Listen, I may not want to. Let's be honest. When things suck, you don't want to do some of the things. Even when things aren't hard. Listen, I know there are days that you have scheduled to exercise and you don't want to, but you do it anyway. So just know stepping into your emotional adulthood isn't like stepping into sunshine and rainbows. It's actually like stepping into, I want to say a bunch of crap, but it's not. It's stepping into a lot of discomfort and discomfort doesn't feel good. But when you know that you can handle whatever life brings you because you know that you're responsible for your reaction, there is something grounding about that. There is a maturity that comes with that. And there is power in it. So if you are ready and you are serious about getting to know who you are, getting to understand why you have the results you have in your life for good or for bad, take the time to get to know yourself. Look at what you're resisting. If you are constantly dieting in an effort to lose weight so that you can finally be happy, because you, thin, you think thin is going to do that, look at that. What can you learn about yourself from that? There is magic in our struggles because I do think that's where the lessons are. On a side note, I find it interesting and somewhat amazing that the work I do is the result of the biggest struggle I've had in my entire life. My weight has been on the forefront of everything in my life. I blamed it for everything. And I love that I have done the work on myself to get to know myself. And I am continuing to do the work on myself so that I can share this message with you. I understand where you are because I was there. Here's the truth, though. When you step into your life from a place of full responsibility There is magic on the other side of it. You let go so much of the suffering. Yes, you have to feel the discomfort to get on the other side. But what it does is it lets lets you release some of this crap you've been hanging on to. And from that, you grow into a better version of yourself, a more mature, capable version. You stop blaming. You stop resisting. You stop avoiding. This is the one life you get. Stop dieting. Stop trying to fix yourself. Start to take the time and get to know who you are in your wholeness, in your glory. You have gifts and talents that are unique to anyone else in this world. Do you know what they are? Are you using them? Get to know yourself and then let the world get to know you. You are 100% worth the work. Okay, my friends, you got this. Do the work. Let me know how it's going. You can always email me at jen at jenmadden.com. 
you can always set up set up a free um, coaching session with me um, to kind of talk through where you're at. I do work one-on-one with clients, so I guess I'll offer that here. If this is work that you want to do and you need help, I'm your girl. Been there, done that, doing it. Let's do it together. You can always sign up for a free session with me at jenmadden.com and let's chat. Let's see where you're at, where you want to go, and how life coaching can help. And even if you decide not to work with me, I will tell you, you will feel and experience a shift in that call. Because the stuff that I'm teaching you works. You just have to trust yourself, trust that you know how to do the hard things, and then you just do the hard things. Okay, my friends, have a beautiful week. Until next time, see you then.